Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Our website is empoweringparents.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find all of our parenting content, including the Total Transformation Program, which is the number one child behavior program of all time. The Total Transformation Program was developed by child behavior expert James Lehman and is a practical step-by-step guide that provides solutions to the most difficult child behavior problems. You can sign up and begin the program today at empoweringparents.com. Our email address is mail at empoweringparents.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome, parents, to this week's episode of the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Today, we're going to go through an article by James Lehman titled, I'm Right and You're Wrong. Is Your Child a Know-It-All? This article is on our website, and I will provide a link to it in the show notes for this program. And also stay tuned uh, for the end of the program, because I'm going to play a clip by James Lehman from the Total Transformation Program that relates to the topic that we're going to talk about today. So the article that we're going to go through is called I'm Right and You're Wrong, Is Your Child a Know-It-All by James Lehman. Does your child always insist that they're right and everyone else is wrong? Some kids have a bad habit of asserting their opinions by drowning out everyone else in the room, regardless of whether or not they know what they're talking about. Understandably, this overbearing behavior can be very annoying and frustrating for both parents and family members alike. Before I give you ideas for dealing with this behavior, I want to make one thing clear. As kids grow, they need to develop their interests and ideas, and they need to learn how to express them. They also have to learn where they end emotionally and where their parents begin. That's what we call emotional boundaries. At different developmental periods, kids go through a process called separation and individuation. Sometimes this process is not very noticeable at all, and sometimes it occurs very intensively. As an older child or teen, they continue that process by learning how to form their own opinions. So realize that some of the behavior you're experiencing with your teen or preteen is very normal for this stage in life. I also can't stress enough the importance of listening to your child once. I know they can be obnoxious and irritating, but just remember that sometimes they might be stating an opinion about something you really need to know about. It might be something the teacher is doing that may be inappropriate, a dangerous thing the bus driver is doing, or a risky behavior on the part of your child's friends. It's important that you listen to your kids with an open mind because when something important does come along, you want to make sure they're free to bring it up to you. Saying that, if your child needs to assert their opinions Saying that, if your child's need to assert their opinions crosses the line and becomes obnoxious, there are things you can do to help curtail that behavior and teach them more socially appropriate ways of behaving, both inside and outside the family. First of all, don't be frightened by your kids' opinions. Just respond to them honestly. I think it's much more effective to judge your child by their behavior rather than their opinions, thoughts, or ideas. Often their ideas are based on peer conversations at school, rumors, cultural events, or something they've seen or heard in the media. When your child or teen is talking to you, they're often trying to shape their own opinions. It's better to hear your child out, state your opinion honestly, let them respond, and then respectfully disengage from the conversation. That way no one gets their feelings hurt and you've avoided an argument. So don't be threatened by your child's opinions and assertions, even if they're wrong. The more you ignore these kinds of statements, the sooner they'll go away. In fact, if you want a child to be a real pain in the neck, 
If you want to strengthen some behavior or characteristic, just argue with them. It will serve to exercise that muscle and make your child feel more powerful. If your child is trying to start an argument with you, don't keep it going. Parents often feel like they have to get the last word and to, to be in control, which in reality only serves to further the child's urge to argue with you. If you, would, if you disagree with your adolescent child, they often think it's because you don't understand what they're saying, so they keep trying to put it another way. This is because people who are immature in their communication styles aren't always able to see that you don't agree with their position. They think that if they could just explain it a little better, you would understand and accept it. This is another reason why arguments with kids can keep going even after you've explained your point of view. If your child tends to be argumentative and you stay in the argument with them, it makes them feel more powerful and in control. Don't forget, kids only have the power you give them. Some of the power they need to have is very important. It helps them develop their personal and social lives. In fact, it's very important that they gain increasing access to power as they grow older and individuate more. On the other hand, when it comes to discussing house rules or consequences or privileges, I think that after they state their opinion, you can just say, I understand, but this is the way it is, and then, and then leave and stop the conversation at that point. If you stand there, they think it's okay to keep talking. When you get out of the situation, it takes the power out of the room. One of the most powerful things you can do with kids who are know-it-alls is not to respond to them when they drag you into an argument. Be respectful, but disengage. Because each time you respond, they feel compelled to answer back. And as you know, the discussion will just keep going and going. When your child has come up with some erroneous statement in an attempt to prove their point, the best thing you can do is state your opinion honestly. When they state their counter opinion, you can say, that's really interesting. I have to go downstairs now. If what they're saying has to do with health or safety, then you should correct it and then walk away. If family members are having dinner, watching TV or a movie together at home, don't let one child dominate the conversation in such a way that it blocks everyone else from expressing their opinions. It's very important to understand that while everyone's opinion is valued, it's usually valued once. After that, it becomes harassment. If one of your children doesn't like what you're having for dinner or doesn't care for the movie choice, give them their options and don't let them sit there and continue to annoy everyone, everyone with their negativity. Always have a backup plan. This usually includes having them go to their room until they can let go of the topic or complaint that they're stuck on. This does not have to be a punishment or consequence. It's just a timeout for your child in his or her room until they can get off the subject. Often, when kids are overstimulated, anxious, or frustrated, it's hard for them to switch thoughts on their own. A change of scenery and a few minutes away from the stimulation can be very helpful. Many parents of children who act in an overbearing way find it effective to come up with a cueing system with their child to signal that they're doing it again. You and your child should agree on a signal like a cue in a movie or a play. The gesture means really stop it now. You've stated your opinion and you need to let it go. If you go further, there are going to be consequences. Many parents find this very effective, find this a very effective nonverbal tool for helping their child curtail inappropriate behavior without embarrassing them in front of others. This cue can be touching your nose or maybe touching your earlobe or or looking at them and saying a word that you've both agreed on, which, which becomes that cue. 
If your child won't let his siblings express themselves or he will not listen to their opinions, what I would recommend is that you say, look, Jack, you aren't listening to others. How can you keep arguing your position when you won't even listen to your sister's answer? Why don't you give her a second and hear what she's saying? That way, you provide an example to your other kids so they can learn to say, you're not listening. If your kids won't stop arguing back and forth, you can also say, I'm tired of this bickering. This conversation has 60 more seconds. If you don't stop, you're going to your rooms. At first, the child who's the know-it-all might get more obnoxious, but just follow through with the consequence so he learns how to stop. Give them the responsibility that the argument has to stop in 60 seconds, and when it doesn't, you hold them accountable. And this way, they learn to meet the responsibility of stopping the argument as well as a more socially appropriate way, way of behaving. Remember, as a parent, you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. You can make choices. Although it's very important that kids feel like they're being heard and responded to, it does not mean they get to go on endlessly. We can all debate about a lot of things, but we're responsible to a structure in our home. The truth is we all have varied opinions about our jobs, our supervisors, or our teachers, but as we mature, we have to learn to deal with our thoughts and feelings independently and keep our opinions separate from our functioning at school or work as well. This is a very important this is very important for kids to understand. There's a difference between his or her opinion about things and the way the family structure and the world operates. Now, as I promised at the beginning of this program, we're now going to hear from James Lehman in the Total Transformation Program talk about how to cut down on the arguing with your child. Here's James. I think it's very important for parents to understand that they don't have to attend every fight that they're invited to. If your kid starts to argue with you, you don't have to give that power. When he starts to argue with you and you argue back, what happens is you're giving that argument validity. You're making that kid's point more real than it is. Mm -hmm. These kids will argue about already established rules. You know, we made a rule that there's no TV until a homework is done. And night after night, this kid is arguing with you about he wants to watch some special on TV or something happened or I was good today. And I think parents have to just say, we already have that role, and turn around and walk away. In a total transformation program, we show you how not to attend those arguments all the time and how to cut off communication and walk away so that if the kid's arguing with somebody, it's an empty space. It's dead air. You know, a lot of arguments die from neglect. Okay, <laughs> understand? Yes. If you argue with a kid and you stop arguing, that argument will die from neglect, just like a plant. If you water the plant, it keeps growing. If you don't water the plant, it dies. Thank you, James. And parents, thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Parents, if you like our content, please visit empoweringparents.com and sign up today for the Total Transformation Program. Total Transformation is the instruction manual for dealing with children and teenagers who are mouthy, disrespectful, or resistant to authority. In this step-by-step -step program, James and Janet Lehman show you how to change your child's behavior and take back control of your family with the exact techniques they used for over 30 years to get kids to behave appropriately. And when you sign up, add the parent coaching option and schedule your first coaching phone call today. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Talk to you soon.